Hi, my name is Sharanya. And my name is Tom. And this is Mean by Scene, a podcast about mean girls one scene at a time. Episode 10, Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, what happens in this episode is the Winter Talent Show. That consists of a number of fantastic musical acts. The ones that we get to see include uh, Damien, performing Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Uh, Gretchen, well, that's not an act, uh, but in between Damien and the next act, she frets about not getting a candy cane from Regina and starts spilling secrets, which kind of continues throughout the, the backstage portion of the show. Next up, um, the hip-hop collective Kevin G and the Power of Three. Uh, turns out as they come off that Kevin G finds Janice Ian attractive. The next act then is the iconic Jingle Bell Rock, but with Katie at the last minute switching sides with Gretchen, which leads to disaster. Katie has to improvise and inspires an a cappella version of the song, although accompanied by the piano eventually. Afterwards, there is some discussion of Kevin G, the mathletes, and Fetch. Gretchen is forcefully told to stop trying to make Fetch happen. Uh, then we cut back to a class the next day, or thereabouts maybe, uh, where Gretchen is rewording a speech by Cassius in the play Julius Caesar, and we are told that Gretchen Wieners had cracked. It's adorable. Oh, it's so Fetch. What is fetch? Fetch. So what do you like about it? what What's good? There's, there's so much good stuff. Uh, start saying some of it now, Sharania, now. Sorry, start saying some of it now. Um, Damien's singing is actually amazing. Um, and he's still on key, even though those kids throw... What do they throw at him? An egg? Yeah, he, get, he, he gets a what? They throw a shoe or something? Or a shoe, yeah. Not an egg, yeah, you're right. Because he throws it back. Which is, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so irrelevant, yeah, but it's yeah, not an egg. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he still can, and it's a very difficult song to begin with, and he carried through despite getting hit. I think that's pretty amazing. It is pretty good. I like that. I like that he's just introduced as Damien. We still never get to hear his surname on screen. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, also, actually, pre Damien's performance uh principal duval uh the way he kind of goes let me hear some noise and immediately gets them to stop i think that was just so classic and that was so good um (laughs) because i mean how else are these how else is that gonna die down you have to stop at some point the show must go go on and for that to happen people have to stop clapping that i mean that's true that's true um, have you ever seen? I, I think I have seen musicians sometimes, yeah, like telling people to cut it out because they do have to move on. That's yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> let me see what else is what's good. I mean, Kevin Kevin G, the next act up. I mean, what is there to say about this performance? It's um, it's quite a good rap. Like the flow is good. Has some unexpected use of uh, metaphor. You know. Like, he doesn't just do a James Bond comparison. He's like James Bond the third, because I guess he worked out, like, that when James Bond was born, he'd by now be old enough to be his own grandfather. I, th- I think <laughs> that's probably the sort of calculation that Kevin would do. 
Um, and it is, of course, wildly inappropriate for a, a mixed audience at a school talent show. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on Kevin and his emceeing? I think, I mean, I just loved it so much. Also, the fact that was anyone focusing on the other two in the background? I, 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 I wasn't. I was completely focused on Kevin. <laughs> I don't know what the others do. Presumably, it's some sometimes they like repeat the last word of a line in a different, in a different one, like like Beastie Boys. Um, it's just I've just remembered now as well. I quite like the way that is it Principal Duval that ushers him off. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Okay, Kevin, that's enough." And the that's tone enough. of voice suggests that this is a regular occurrence, but they still keep <laughs> letting him rap somehow. And then like they have to, oh, "Okay, okay, okay, thanks." All right, and Kevin. Then, <laughs> Kevin's enough out of you. Is, uh, his departure line is "Happy holidays, everybody." Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, very apt. Um, yeah, you would assume that they'd stop letting Kevin on, considering, or maybe they just didn't have enough acts to fill, uh, fill the talent show, so they let him on. That's true. There's, wait, yeah, there's Damien, there's Kevin. I think the timing is such that there's the the Jingle Bell Rock is not immediately after the Power of Three. No. I think there's one other that we don't really see that's kind of on, right? But yeah, there's not that mm -hmm. many acts in this in this show because I'm assuming that Jingle Bell Rock is the headlining headlining number. Um, again, although again, and why also, do they keep letting them do the same thing? Yeah, and also talent shows are for nerds. <laughs> Either you have to be really, really cool where it doesn't matter what you're doing, um, or you just have to be really lame and a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems, I mean, this sounds to me like you were never invited to be in a talent show and are bitter about it. But I was whatever. definitely invited to be in a talent show. I was the MC of a talent show, FYI. <laughs> And I made an okay. I made like okay. amazing right. jokes. I got my co-host to put a plastic bag on his head, and I I we went on stage, and I went, "Do you ever feel like a plastic bag?" I think that was very classic hosting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't understand this joke, but I mean, I, I, <laughs> I just don't... it's it's from it's from I, Katy Perry's song. Do you oh, yeah. ever oh, right. feel okay. like a plastic yeah. bag? Because it was a, it was a, yeah. It, well, it was big Anyways. Time, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was right, pretty yeah. big at that time. It was a pop culture yeah. reference. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> that was also, yeah. Kevin G's act was probably, that should have been the headliner. Jingle Bell Rocks was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle Bell yeah, Rock. Yeah, Jingle funny. Bell's yeah. Rock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I what? I said it wrong the first time. I said Jingle Bell Rocks, and then her, it's but it's actually Jingle Bells yeah. Rock. Yeah, Jingle Bell Rock, isn't it? Singular all the way through. Anyway, that's not important. The important thing is that yeah, it's not that much of a that much of. A, I mean, actually, I quite like how the dancing is just good enough to be goodish without being. You know, like if you were watching uh, um, Pitch Perfect or. Um, one of the high school musicals it's these kids or amateurs who've had like three weeks of training somehow are amazingly professionally good at performing 
Whereas mm-hmm. in, in Mean Girls, they're just like, they're okay, they're not quite synchronized. Um, yeah. Although there is, speaking of the synchronization, I do love the line, does it bother you that they still use your original choreography? Which Damien says, Oh, I have some uh, stuff to say about on. that. <laughs> but oh, yeah. that, that'll come in the next segment. Um, oh, so yeah, I do have some things okay. to say about that. <laughs> but I, that's a good point. It's not the performance... It reminds me of his uh, famously, I say famously, famously in Ireland, um, when they had just formed Boyzone <laughs> appeared on a late night chat show and they had so recently been assembled by their producer, they didn't actually have any songs yet. So they just sort of did a dance routine to a backing track and it wasn't very good. <laughs> and the host kind of just dismissed them saying, you guys are rubbish. You don't even, you know, you don't know any songs. You can't really dance. I don't think you're going to amount to anything at all. <laughs> and that, that was it. That was the, their, their debut on TV. Um, of course, no one says that to Santa's Little Helpers, which is, was it Santa's Helpers? Little Helpers? I'm thinking of the dog in uh, The Simpsons. It's Santa's uh... Helpers, isn't it? But yeah, they, why does everyone like them so much? Who knows? Um, they do. Mrs. George dances while she's videoing stuff. That's good. I like that bit. That's she's sort of iconic. The action, trying to. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, but she's not really movie, recording. But... Yeah, she's not really recording the, the the dance anymore because she does turn sideways, and she yeah. turns too much yeah. to do. Yeah. Oh, I ma- I imagine that all of her videos are terrible me- mementos. Like later yeah. on, you know, when Regina's taken up lacrosse, you won't be able to see a single, like, actual bit of her playing because her mum's constantly going to be, like, turning the camera to wink at it and stuff. Or, you know, so. <laughs> and I'd assume it would be really shaky footage, considering she yeah. moves around so much. Yeah. Tina Fey playing the piano, also pretty cool. The way she jumps in um, with Jingle Bell Rock. Is also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She's, I didn't. Uh, got a good. You don't she's expect like she her. Sense of pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you don't expect her to be the one playing the piano, considering she's the math teacher. But here we are. Tina Fey. True. Instead true. of, that, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. they'd have a music teacher. They do. We see the music teacher in the uh, "Stay in Your Place" montage. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the movie, but yeah, she doesn't. Maybe she's given up on these losers. Although, I think actually, it's pretty common for teachers to moon do a bit of moonlighting in other subjects. You know, you teach a bit of PE or a bit of music as well as your main subject, I think. True, true. Um, yeah, she just... But, it, I mean, to me, it just seemed like she was... Obviously, considering she's one of the main characters, but it just feels a little weird that she's so involved in their lives. Also, there is a bit, yeah... The, when when Miss Norbury comes, actually slightly before Miss Norbury starts playing the piano, uh, it's just after Katie has started the a cappella. Such a bright time, it's a fun, and so on. And everyone starts gradually joining in and clapping. Mm-hmm. And when they begin clapping, we get shots of Aaron Samuels yeah. and Bethany Bird, like starting to clap. And they have these <laughs> these amazing astonished expressions that don't really make any sense for normal humans to have. They sort of they're like in wonderment as if, you know, Mary Poppins has magically made them float into the air with, uh, you know, 
a swish of golden magical birdseed or something like they're just sort of oh what's happening to me i'm i'm rhythmically clapping and joining in uh, it's a bit odd but i kind of like it I don't it's know a why. christmas miracle <laughs> <laughs> i've learned how to clap I finished a song <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't notice that actually. Um, I think you'd have to look back. I mean, I think what they're supposed to be in, in awe at is like, oh, we're all, we're all like joining in and, and playing together. This is working out somehow. I think that's what the surprise is supposed to be, but it uh, doesn't quite, it's, mm, I mean, like I say, I like it. It just is a, maybe a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think, yeah, that's my fetch... Well, I said it's my fetch scenes. I can think of one I've just sort of alluded to by mistake, but um, what, what else do you have? Do you have anything more in the musical portion? Or do you want to move on to some dialogue backstage? Um, no, I don't have anything for the musical section. I think we have to get to the the most iconic line in the movie. Of course. But you hate math. Not that. Okay. Not that. <laughs> Obviously not that. Um, I think the one that we're all thinking, the one where, you know, the dialogue that we've been building up to since episode one, and after this episode, there's really no reason to con continue listening to our podcast. Um, <laughs> but the dialogue I'm referring to is... <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Oh, what, what a line! It's, I mean, didn't didn't Barack Obama like tweet a photo of his dog, alluding to that line once? I think it's what's the dog called? I don't remember. It doesn't what? matter. What something like she's always trying to what? Seriously, I I have I have to look this up. Hold on. Oh, right, right. I thought you knew the name. No, and it just says something like, um, let's assume it's called Bixby. Uh, so there's Bixby, always trying to make fetch happen, and it's a dog with a stick, you know, because make fetch happen. Anyway, um, it's Bo. Bo. I was, I've got the right initial letter. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Just, ah, uh, it's, <laughs> stop trying to make fetch happen. Oh, and it is so, it's, it's everywhere so now. Like, you see it in things like Bloomberg financial reports they'll have something you know the the Nikkei index still trying to make fetch happen with its something something, something. <laughs> you know it's just like it, it's amazing how how everywhere it is which is ironic because it made fetch happen <laughs> she did it she made it happen it's quite good it's the culmination of like we've been talking about in earlier episodes um the the groundwork has been laid a lot for this moment. You know, fetch being mentioned in two different scenes, and like gradually recurring over months within the story. And then it's sort of colliding with the fact that they're trying to engineer a split between Regina and Gretchen. Um, and, and oddly that, so that's the, I guess that's the clever part. It's that the thing that is the split isn't directly something they controlled. It's something that has been established and is kind of a bone of contention, but happens to facilitate the plan they were doing. So like if it had been only about the things that the trio, that Damien, Janice and uh, Katie Triumvirate were doing, then that would be a bit of pat storytelling, right? It would be a bit too easy. 
but because it's from something that's out of their control, it feels more more real, in a way. I don't know if I'm explaining mm-hmm. this very well. It makes sense in my head. No, no, it makes sense. I mean, I think we've talked about it a couple of times, right? Where we said this moment wouldn't have been as funny if it hadn't happened like a couple of times, if it hadn't come up a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a, a few other bits of like structural plot work in the scene as well with the whole joining the mathletes, but you hate math. So that's like, that's groundwork for d- deception and stuff. But I think the what yeah, the one that really pays off mm-hmm. is fetch these. The thing with Janice is like, okay, is it? Wait, actually, is it? Maybe that should be in questions. Um, but having just having Kevin around doing stuff is always good. <laughs> yeah, I think Kevin should have been the main character of Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anything else that we need to cover and fetch scenes? No, I think I think that's well. There's the um, there is the outburst that Gretchen had during class, which is excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is excellent. It's like it's a really good deconstruction of that speech. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Very fitting, and I I didn't, I honestly didn't expect that from Gretchen. I think she got it on point. Yeah, like, do you think do you think Gretchen is the smart one out of the plastics? I mean, we know who's not the smart one out of the plastics, but I think probably, um, yeah. Just so it's it's hard for me to. I feel like maybe they're trying to associate the fact that we know she's really she's the person that's got all the secrets and knows stuff, but I don't necessarily mm. connect that with academic intelligence but it it does seem to me that she does have that as well hey we're doing a lunchtime survey of new students can you answer a few questions okay so um my first question is did you know that tina fey and amy poehler actually coached um Kevin Napur on how he's supposed to act during the rap. So what you're watching is actually Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I did not know that. I mean, it's highly believable. <laughs> so, <but> that's <laughs> yeah. I I mean, um... after after rewatching it, I mean, I rewatched it after I read that, um, and I it's like I couldn't stop seeing Tina Fey and Amy Poehler the actions because it's so typically them that is true oh now i want to go back and watch the guys in the background and see what they're pay more attention to what they're doing as well because presumably they're in the same session and "And you need to be like uh, swinging your arm like this or whatever yeah okay yeah did they coach Um, him on the rapping or just the the sort of the stylings with the gestures and stuff no they coached him on the rapping as well they coached him on the entire thing and how he's supposed to do it so you know, kudos. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I think should I should I do all three of my questions and then we do your questions? Uh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So my second question is um hold on, I have to I have to try to phrase it the right way. Um 
I think so when they ask when Damien asks Janice, um, do you think it's weird that they're still using your original choreography? Um, the choreography doesn't feel like it's Janice's. Like it's very explicit. And I'm not sure if I'm not sure if they've modified it since. Um but it doesn't feel like something Janice would choreograph. And I think Janice yeah, and Regina and stopped being friends a long time ago. So they were probably very young to know to even know that like those kind of moves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're going to try and justify it, you know, like the way Sherlock Holmes fans do to, to make all the mistakes, um, <laughs> I guess you could say that they use her original choreography and some other stuff. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good point. But I think, yeah, the reason it works in the movie is because as soon as you actually see the routine, you've immediately forgotten what they just said because you're so surprised at what's, what's unfolding in front of you. So, yeah. <laughs> No, I think that's... Yeah. Hmm. I think what that is is two different jokes and they didn't want to drop... Like, one being the routine, the other one being that line, and they didn't want to drop either of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly, but eventually I can't... I don't see the connection because it just doesn't... It's not Janice. It doesn't work. Yeah, um, even... But I guess they wanted to... different before, but... Yeah. Not that different, right? So... Yeah. yeah. And I think um, that joke was probably used to sort of remind people that Janice and Re Regina were friends at one point, just in case people forgot. Because um, yeah. I think it was only mentioned once before when Regina was talking about Janice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really uh, weird anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so for my final question... Uh, is it legally allowed for someone under the age of 18 to get a nose job in the uh, U.S.? That is a good question. I imagine it varies state by state. Um, yeah. And probably requires parental consent. But, yeah, definitely. I was, def I was thinking yeah. it would definitely require parental consent. Hmm. But even then, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I, this is one I'm not going to cheesily Google in the middle of recording because not only would it require looking up California state <laughs> law, I would also have to backdate it to 2003 or four. So, oh no, wait, it's not in California. It's um, Illinois, right? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I reckon. So I'm little, definitely let I don't know. Down, right? Yeah, unless they did it with some super shady you know behind the behind the what's it called under the table dealing counter yeah <clears throat> yeah illegal i imagine there's you could probably do a thing like where because obviously you can have reconstructive surgery if you've had an accident so maybe you'd book it in under that pretext and then but it's actually cosmetic i don't know i haven't really tried to do nose jobs illegally recently. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since your last nose job. Nose job. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I think we've. I think so we've that's it that. for my questions. To, to a satisfactory degree. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, all right, my one is. Okay, well, actually, I'll, I'll skip to my second one. For... No, no, no. I'll do them in the order they appear in the talent show. Number one, when Damien starts singing, he, uh, uh, Miss Norbury gives him a kind of encouraging smile and he says, Don't look at me. Why does he not want her to look at him? I mean, I'm assuming that's just part of the song, but I mean, the part of the dramatics. Um, yeah, I but I love so. that she immediately goes back to looking at her piano. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that was, one, that was my question. Good. That's not really a question. I just. Uh, it's good. Um, all right, next up. And again, I, I, this maybe isn't the most in-depth probing question, but right. If Santa's helpers perform this routine, quote, every year, does that mean that this is actually the least inappropriate performance so far? I don't know. I mean, because if they do it every year, you'd assume Principal Duval or someone would have gone up to them and been <laughs> like, definitely. hey, man, you've got to tone it down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the phrase every year implies they've done it at least like three, two or three times, right? Just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Minimum. And Janice used to do it, so. Right. <laughs> I so don't they... know. It must have gone on for a few years. The mind, the mind boggles. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think there is a... I don't think there's any good answer to that question. So let's move on to, all right, this is another one of my kind of challenge questions. So the, 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 the audio disaster that brings Jingle Bell Rock to a halt is that the CD player jams, I mean, and then someone gets hit in the face with it. But the initial problem is the, the skipping CD. Now, obviously, that is a very 90s stroke, early 2000s problem to have. If Mean Girls were being rebooted today, what would be the audio disaster instead? Hmm. If they were using Spotify, there would probably yeah. be an, uh, an like ad. an advertisement interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's a really I good kind answer. Because then you have to it, kill yeah. the audio, and then, and then you get your acapella section again. That's that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we're reboot. Wait. Problem solved. <laughs> Should we reboot Mean Girls? <laughs> let's let's think about that. I think a lot of people have tried to reboot Mean Girls, um, but who knows? I think we should start a petition to get Tina Fey to reboot Mean Girls. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's the musical, I suppose. So. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I tell you what. It wasn't on my list originally, True. but a question occurred to me. Earlier, we were talking about Gretchen's um, excellent Casio rewrite. How do you feel like that compares to the uh, 10 Things I Hate About You sonnet that Kat does in that, where she breaks down crying or doing the I hate the way you make me feel, blah, 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 that one. Do you remember this? Maybe a while since you've seen 10 yeah, Things I Hate I About You. Yeah, I vaguely... Vaguely remember it. Um, yeah, this is at the prom, right? Where she tells him 
Well, it's it's in class where she delivers. It. I'm I'm not even sure if he's in the room when she does. It. <gasps> oh, and, she kind of, and then right. the last line is the thing I hate most of all is I don't hate you, not at all, something like that. Yeah, I guess they're quite different. Or was though, this in the car park at the end? Point being, it happened, and I remember it vaguely. <laughs> Point being, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's an interesting comparison, but also I think. It's it does happen in a lot of movies where they try to emulate Shakespeare. Um mm. in a more yeah, easy a relatable well. sense. Mm. Yeah. In a way that's more relatable, so you know. There's I mean, the yeah. number of yep. movies that have that have tried to emulate Jane Austen in a more relatable the number of movies that are still called like that that still have some word some version of the name Pride and Prejudice in the title is ridiculous I really I haven't seen that many I know there's a few Emma remakes around Clueless and uh, no I can't think of any others but yeah there's well, there's Bride and Prejudice. I don't know if you remember that nightmare. Oh yeah, um, that's the one I was trying to show you. Yeah, yeah, uh... um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and a few Pride and Prejudice movies. Uh, well, there's that one BBC miniseries, um, mm. and then of course anything that has to do with Jane Austen, like Austenland, um, and a couple of others, but yeah. most of them have. Pride and Prejudice as the main storyline. Yeah, I don't think anyone yeah, reads any other a... Jane Austen movie. I mean, a uh, book. Possibly not. Wait, what? Are... Sense and Sensibility. Emma. Um, Emma. Jaws. Did you write Jaws? No, that's Peter Benchley. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Persuasion, right? Is that her? Oh no, I'm revealing my ignorance now. <laughs> let's, let's move on out of the question section before this gets any worse. Widow on South Boulevard. Caller ID. Not when you connect some information. Hello. I have one. Okay. Okay. So, um, one of the one of the kids in The Power of Three is a guy called is played by a guy called Y Choi. Um, so he his name in the movie is literally Mathlete. Tim Peck. So <laughs> he was identified as Mathlete Tim Peck. I don't know if there were other Tim Packs, but he was Mathlete Tim Peck. Um, yeah, so Wai Choi uh, went to film school. Um, he actually went to N NYU. He studied, at, uh, he studied in the Tisch program. Um, and then he produced, directed, and starred in a movie called This Is Life. Um, then he also, he was also in two other movies called Foolproof and Wild Card. And he's actually a highly acclaimed filmmaker, I think, if I'm not wrong. Like, he has some kind of award or he's part of some, um, you know, one of those, what are they called? Let me... Let me look it up while we play elevator music. 
do, 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 do. Oh, no, wait, I shouldn't sing. <laughs> um, so... Oh, yeah, we really can't like, afford you know it. Um, no, I'm, I'm still looking it up. Uh, continue with the... Oh, I, I don't really have any... Um, well, my connections are all, all kind of silly. Well, the only musical one, of course, is Damien singing Beautiful and then the Jingle Bell Rock. Those are pretty obvious. There don't seem yeah. to be any other uh, good music connections, really. Except of, Internally, I was like, looking forward in the film. I started talking about this earlier before remembering it should be in connections. So we do have mm -hmm. the whole thing about Aaron sort of catching the reference to Katie being interested in mathematics and but not mm -hmm. making a thing of it because the conversation moves on. But that's the kind of first pin that will lead towards the sort of the revelation that she's been lying to him and so on. Um, yeah. Way later in the movie. And yeah, the much lamer one is uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin suggesting that Janice shake uh, her thang on stage rather her than thang. anyone else. Uh, which like yeah, which is sort of the very last shot that they're both in in the film at the at the dance. But, I mean, that is pretty crude foreshadowing compared to the maths thing. Uh, is it mathly? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's, that's it for internal connections. Okay, we've got any updates on that director? Yes. Uh, what was his name again? So he, he is... Why, Choi? Um, so he is a part of the Screen Actors Guild. Um, mm -hmm. and he's a part of, so he's Canadian. Uh, so he's also a part of the Alliance of Canadian cinema. There we go. Very nice. I think he's just more into acting than, but yeah, but he's known as mathlete Tim Pack, which still blows my mind. Right. But this, I didn't know this, and this ties into my sort of connection because I was going to say, is the name of the group? The Power of Three, a reference to the rapper Ice Cube, because Power of Three, of course, is a cube. And I, my notes oh, that's so good. probably not. But if they're all named after other rappers, maybe it actually is, because Tim Pack, Tupac, obviously. Uh, yeah. Kevin G, actually, there's a lot of G's around that he could be a reference to. What, what are the yep. other mathletes called? Do we have any other rap mathlete names? Presumably, there's a like notorious. Um, S-I-N for sign word. I don't know what hang on quick bit of IMDB let's check me <laughs> um, yeah so their character names are M. Richmond okay. T. Kimball and like it's just um, it's it, it's not like because there is Kevin Apoor Tim Pack M. Richmond T. Kimball and then Katie Heron yeah, okay, that doesn't really... My theory then doesn't work. I was wondering if they all had, like, rap alter ego names that were a tribute to a, a famous rapper, then it would make sense that yep. the Power of Three is an Ice Cube thing. Um, I don't think the evidence sustains that hypothesis, though, so I guess... The, the limit does not exist. Um, <laughs> the evidence does not exist. <laughs> the evidence, in this case, does not exist. Yeah. Oh, well. Um... I guess that's all our connections for now, isn't it? I think. And yep. Yeah. What What happens in the next episode? Um, I haven't really watched ahead yet, but. Um. We'll, uh, some stuff. I think they actually start sabotaging. Um, Gretchen. No, sorry, not Gretchen. Oh. Sorry, they start sabotaging no. Regina. Yeah, um, I've remembered. I've, I've remembered what 
one of them is it's the sequence involving it looks like he's headed for the projection room above the auditorium <laughs> where they try to get Aaron to catch <laughs> making up with Shane Oman so, yeah yeah that's <laughs> it looks like that's very uh, specific but it's also such a teenage thing to do I love it yeah um, and there's also some very problematic content coming up so that'll be fun to talk about um, yep so, <laughs> hooray so uh, stay tuned for that, listeners, um, fairly soon. Um, in fact, as we record this, the previous episode should be dropping, which I think is a testament to how badly our production schedule has slipped. But um, we <laughs> should have <laughs> that episode coming up in reasonably good order. And uh, so that is something to look forward to. Um, yep. Thank you, Sharanya, for um, being involved. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for, I don't know, Jingle Bell Rock, for singing it so beautifully. I don't know if you guys remember listening to it, but um, if you haven't, check out our Instagram. I, I had forgotten about that. Okay, and uh, thank you, listeners, for listening, but not to that clip, to this podcast. Please tell all your friends and enemies uh, that they should subscribe to this, which they could do at anchor.fm. Or indeed, anywhere you get podcasts, follow us on social media, by which we mean either Instagram or Twitter, at MeanByScene. And until next time, stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs>